Hello all and welcome to another edition of Hashtag Obsessed Football Podcast. Another dose of your weekly football nonsense coming to you straight in the comfort of your own homes. Um, today we've got myself, Tift, uh, Ass, Zach and you joining us. Unfortunately, Manip can't be with us this week, uh, but we will carry on as normal. <clears throat> so as always, we will begin with our weekend review of the Premier League matches. Um Plenty of action on the weekend yet again. A few surprise results, I would say. Um, let's start off with well, a slightly controversial one. Plenty of talking points as well. Lunchtime kickoff on Saturday. Brighton won. Liverpool won. Liverpool denied a win. Brighton, some people, plenty of people will say, well worth a draw. Um, use was that a fair result, would you say? Uh, well, firstly, I have to say there's... I don't know what it is, but I have not. There's three games this season where I haven't seen it fully. Okay, the Everton game, I missed the first half. The Atalanta, the Atalanta <laughs> game, I missed the first half, and this one I saw the first half, but I missed the second half. And look what happens. To the results. So are you putting Liverpool's defeat, Liverpool's drop of points down to the fact that you were Damn watching right. it? And I, I apologise all the other Liverpool fans. I did you sure watch the Villa game? Oh, huh. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the I was in Villa Park, me for that one. No, um, you know what? Obviously, I I rewatched it and stuff. Um, the first half, Connolly, it was a huge, huge chance. Obviously, um, he missed that. The Mosalah offside, fine, okay. You're talking about it was offside. If there was no VAR, though, in general. It would have been put as a goal. I get that he was offside, do you, do you, but he would have been put as a goal. And I don't think we have to argue too much about it because, fine, he was offside. Done. Um, Jota, what, what a goal again. On The guy, you know, when he gets the ball and he takes on players, he, every time he's got the ball, he genuinely... It, it reminds me of Manny. He does remind me of Manny in the way he moves forward and he constantly looks to go past someone. Um, but it's not like, I don't know how to explain it, it's not like he's sprinting or it's not like he's going at such, uh, he glides, you know, but it, it was a good goal from him. Um, <sighs> the penalty at the end, it, it was, okay, it was a pen, but... <sighs> did, did Liverpool play well enough on the week? Did you, was that a good performance in your in your eyes? Look, Bright, Brighton were really good in the first half, but yeah, they created plenty of chances, let's be honest. They got behind your defence pretty much every single time a ball went over the top. Personally, I think there was two things which we... We didn't play good enough, fine. Yeah, 100%, we didn't play good enough. The two things that I think were down to that is if Milner went to right back um, and Nico Williams didn't start, because he... he forget it, he's a kid, so I'm not going to... Did Klopp get it wrong then this week? He, what can he do, though? It's not like he has alter, loads of alternatives. Something was obviously wrong with Jones, so... It, if we had a squad to pick from, then fine, I could say he got it wrong. He couldn't. He didn't get it wrong because it was just the fitness of the players. Milner, for me, even if Jones had a knock, I would have played him. Even Hendo wasn't fully fit, I would have started him. Do you think it's just a question put, down to your down to the number Mil, of injuries Mil, you Milner, had and just taking his toll? Yeah, it it was because I think Milner isn't good enough to play in midfield. Three, Definitely not his third game in a week. Matip wasn't in the squad because he was completely rested. I get that. Milner in midfield at this age now, he could probably do it if he's playing once a week. 
but three his third game in a week is unbelievable. If he played right back, Jones or Hendo in the middle, I think it would have been a different game and we would have got away with it. Why was what was the need to completely rest Matip? That's the one. To, I oh, think he can't. All your he decisions, can't. But... Because genuinely, honestly, guaranteed, if he played, he would have pulled up. With to be honest, I understand the Matip one. He would have pulled up with something easily, and I don't think, to be fair, our defense was too shaky. I don't think it was the, the problem at the back. I think Fabinho was fine. Phillips looked all right as well. I generally thought the midfield. If Wijnaldum gets injured, we are. Screwed. I don't know why he dropped Mane. Did Mane play full ninety midweek? He played full ninety against Atalanta, oh. and obviously he has looked like he hasn't scored for the last three, four games, um, and he has looked a bit tired. So it was coming. Salah starting. I, I knew he'd start, but he hasn't trained properly in the last what 10 12 days it's just the injuries have hit us and hit us and hit us before the game if you say to me a 1-1 draw against Brian obviously I'm not happy and the way that we conceded in the last minute I am not happy at all however if you take a step back and you look at all the injuries we've had and what happened in the game whatever uh, well, in my opinion I think it's about time Liverpool have had those injuries because for the last four years, they've just been a team that somehow managed to avoid 100% injuries. agree. And the luck, the, the luck that they've had with injuries is absolutely To be fair, you know what? I've never experienced anything like it in my life. You know what, though? The we, luck that they've if, had. We, if we look at it, um, even this season, I, I don't think it's luck with Salah and Mane. I just genuinely think they are absolute machines. And, yeah, and I, I only, agree, because Ronaldo is Exactly, similar. and the only you thing that's t- kept them both out this season is COVID. So, uh, like, I, when it comes, I don't think it's luck with that. Fine with defenders and midfielders, fine. I, yeah, I agree. We haven't had loads of injuries, but this season we have, and uh, we've still been amazing. I, I'm, I feel a bit better because Chelsea and Spurs both drew as well. And I know it's really early in the season, but them only getting a draw and it doesn't really affect the table, I, I'm happy with. I wouldn't really call. Liverpool's start of the season amazing. I wouldn't say he's been playing amazing. Um, I, I think after the loss, seven two loss, I think we've responded extremely well with all the injuries as well, and everyone predicting how awful we're going to be now. Van Dijk has gone, uh, and I think Zach, I, Zach I, I think you, I think happy you... with a nil nil draw away at Chelsea. We beat him two nil comfortably. Oh, well, so... we'll come to the Chelsea game later, but I, then I, stay I, I in your lane that. for a second. But I'm saying you said oh, and we beat Brighton two one, one, and you're happy with a one one draw, so we can You were at uh, what I'm saying is that you said it's the toughest fixture in the league right I'll now. Come on to it. it is the Chelsea away is the toughest fixture. Exactly. Yeah. We beat them two 0 So I'm saying right now it wasn't the toughest. We played. It wasn't the toughest fixture in the league back then. It wasn't the toughest fixture in the league back then. Since Van Dijk's injury and since most of the injuries we've had, we have been very good. Don't I don't know how you can disagree with that. Did Chelsea have a man sent off in that They case? did, yeah, because yeah. But we battered them. We were all, all right, over. okay. We were all, all over. right, okay, yeah. Um, but they had a man sent, man sent off. Yeah. No, no, to be fair, no, Liverpool we played better then. Right, You've got to right, understand, that was at a time where Chelsea... I think Liverpool, Liverpool have done well, given the circumstances, but they... Literally, they if we look at the podcast after the Villa game... They're far, far short of last season and the season before. and A hundred percent, but has any team hit any heights that they can? Has any nobody team is going to hit those heights that they should? The, 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 no, has any has any team even hit the level that they should? This season has been unbelievable. What do you There's mean? Teams... There's plenty of teams have excelled above the, the level that they should. Villa, Villa. I would okay. say half the league, to be honest. 
You go Villa, with who? Everton, Tottenham, West Ham. Everton. Uh, uh, you talk about that, but some of Everton's plenty of teams that have lost against Leeds. Have, have Tottenham really Leeds. excelled, or are you just doing what you should be doing? I think no, they have excelled because they are before the season started. How many of you put them in the top four? How many of you put them in the top four of? Did you put them in the? Top I didn't put them in the top well, four, so of course they've excelled. <laughs> I said they would either do really, really well, or they'd have it. They'd completely collapse, and Mourinho would be gone by Christmas. It was you always still haven't played some, some of the big teams yet, mind. Um, Who's that? Well, you, well, you've got to play Liverpool, Liverpool, I suppose. That's yeah. Well, we'll come on to Tottenham later. We'll focus on Liverpool. I think. Liverpool have done okay given the circumstances, but the one thing that I, I didn't expect to happen um, was Klopp losing his head. I, I thought he's a calm character that's quite intelligent, usually keeps his wits about him, but the one thing I didn't expect, to, I've never seen a managerial interview post-match like that, that Klopp pulled out after the game. on, And I don't understand I, what... I, I thought he would be happy, like, like you've said, you said. I don't understand... Where that reaction came from? I, I, it's a build-up of you know what as well. That interview, I completely agree. By the way, I'm not as a Liverpool fan. I love Klopp, of course. I absolutely love the guy. I don't think he should have had that reaction because you only attack the media. I think when you've won a game, I think when you've won a game, you can be in a position where you can actually kick one in on the media. So, like Ole Gunnar Solskjaer did a few weeks ago after oh, we won the game example. against Everton. Example. Absolutely, um, what he did. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, we exactly. beat Everton, that, that's, that's and then he the came right out and said, "That's the right time to do it." Um, so the way he done it, I agree. I, I wasn't a big fan of how he went about it. And then again, and I haven't really heard an interviewer, the the guy interviewing Klopp, go in as much as they did. I haven't heard that okay. from many interviews of other managers at all, to be honest. For me, it's like he was really clearly looking for a reaction. And you're right, Klopp just fell for it like that. I think the reason that is, is because after the midweek game when Liverpool lost against Atlanta, um, they lost 2-0, mm. didn't they? Yeah. Was that the result? Yeah, yeah 2 -nil. Yeah. Okay. Okay, they lost 2-0. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Something, something happened there. Are you a... still sorry after the podcast last week of Bruno Fernandes not being no, in? No, I'm just, <laughs> no, I'm just... What I'm saying is that... Oh, no, what, I'm just, no, I'm just commenting on... Um, I'm just commenting on the on why I think the BT Sport presenter came across the way he did was because I'm sure Klopp had some sort of reaction with... The yeah, I, I genuinely think the report was a bit fed up so I feel like the way Klopp's, Klopp's attitude, to be honest, and he, he just gave him back. I yeah, think Klopp so I, started it because exactly. Klopp made the first comment when the interviewer brought up Milner getting injured and he said, oh, congratulations, well done. It was something mm. like that that started that, that discussion. He's saying it to the wrong people. He is. Like, he's saying it to the wrong people. He's obviously clearly completely pro about the five subs and about the fixture schedule stuff, which I'm sure there are many other managers who are as well. I just yeah, but there's no good moaning about it. Just when he your team went about loses. it the wrong way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that's why I said yeah. I completely agree with you. I think he's I a complete complete idiot, and he reminded me of Rafa Benitez oh, okay. when Rafa <laughs> had that run. I will say this, Zach. Um, you mentioned obviously you're you're shocked to see Klopp like this, but you've got yeah. to understand he's never been in this position before. His Liverpool side, well, the best in the league, and they're being put in positions and uncomfortable, um, uncomfortable matches that he's never had to deal with before, and he, and obviously the pressure is getting to him now. And it hasn't been the first time, to be honest, where he's had a, um, 
a bit of a fiery post-match interview. He's in it a few times this season, I've noticed. He he has. Yeah, Yeah, no, definitely. It it reminds me of um, when Guardiola, his first season in the Prem as well, when he had a couple of interviews which were hilarious, to be honest. Mm. But he was quite fiery and he was really blunt but I, I think, with reporters then as well. Um, I think this was another I, level, I agree. though. I, I, I think that I don't. I don't think it's right. No, no, I, I agree. He was with attacking Chris right. Wilder out and of I, nowhere. Like, he, he's attacking cool. everybody: managers, pundits, uh, the media, everyone. Generally, it may be an, a, a tactic as well to completely put loads of managers do it. Completely put the pressure off the players. Like no, I will say one Len good thing about him: he doesn't. He doesn't. He will never blame his players for anything. He won't. Sometimes no, no, there's nothing yeah. wrong with the manager coming out and just saying, "Look, we didn't play well today. That, that's it." You know, rather than coming that's out and saying, it, "My and boys I, were absolutely outstanding today when they weren't." Is oh. the the other thing as well? The other thing, if I don't know, if we can see, it's just football. It is how football is as well. And think about the, his emotions. He conceded a 93rd minute equaliser. If he conceded that goal, maybe 65th minute, and then it was just a one-one and he was tight, whatever. It would have been a different story if we equalised. I don't think he would have been as emotional. He has to control that. I agree, um, but I, no, I, I completely agree with all you guys that yeah. he shouldn't have reacted like that. Um, but just my my point about how Liverpool have been um, after the Villa game, the amount of fans talking about this is the end of Liverpool. Watch what happens to them the next couple of weeks. The amount of things that was being said about us. That's why I'm saying we've actually done well. With all the injuries that we've had, we have done well. No one can deny that because after everything that's happened, we're still, what, second in the league. So hopefully... I don't, I don't think anybody can um, look at the league position as a, as a real barometer. I mean, it's still really tight. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Of course, uh, every weekend we, 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 if we still lose the game or wins the game. The, the jump is massive, so we've still been let's getting not results. It was a big game against Leicester. Too much into so where you are in the league table. Result. We've been getting big results. We have been getting big results, even with all those injuries. Mm. Uh, credit to Brighton for that draw, lads. Yeah, I Any think. Credit? Of course, you've got to yeah. give them credit. I think Brighton. Yeah. One thing about them this season is they played. Well, they played Chelsea as their first game of the season, where they were arguably the better side. They came away with nothing. They played Man United, <laughs> arguably the better side again, came away with nothing. Played against Tottenham, came away with I nothing. I don't think it was arguable about United when they were 100% okay, the better definitely the better side. <laughs> but they played all these big teams and just haven't got across the line. And I think this is the first time that they, they actually managed to get um, something, something for yeah, their efforts. Yeah. yeah. But the thing is, well, Graham Potter, to be fair to him, he's, he's done well. Absolutely. He has done well. And they, I think they actually do try and play football, mm. which is... Which is nice to see from a small group. Okay. Oh, I will say the one player who stood out for me was the absolutely Super Super. Yeah. CDM. Oh, he absolutely dominated our midfield. Yeah, absolutely dominated it. Top stuff, top stuff, lads. Moving on. Um, so what have we got here? Southampton, Manchester United at the St Mary's. Southampton went two 0 up, and as at that point, are you just thinking? It's, here we go again. Well, I was just going to say, can we get Yusuf to analyse this game because Salty. he doesn't use it and let me say anything about United. Salty. So, um, go on, Yusuf. Tell us how, tell us how Bruno did. The stage is yours. Team of the week. Team of the week. Yusuf, how did Bruno do? 
I thought How did Bruno Fernandes' free kick was absolutely fantastic, Gas. What do you think? I think he's a, probably the best. <laughs> <that> he's <laughs> yeah, I completely agree. Nah, uh, jokes aside. So, um, I think. So, so I wrote the question. <laughs> Obviously, we went 2 0 down. Uh, what were you thinking yeah. then? Are you thinking. So, I was yeah, thinking absolutely. PE teacher against, against a team that's well drilled. But saying that, and it's easy to yeah. look at things with hindsight after. Although Southampton were clearly the better drill team, but up until when they, up until the point they scored, we had chances, didn't we? Um, yeah. you know, you're not, you're not had chances, and they could have easily gone like two nil up, and it would have been the perfect away performance. So at two nil, and I, I sent out the tweet about well, the PE teacher managed to turn this around, um, but I think he deserves a bit of credit, and I think me and plenty of other United fans were quite quick to. Um, criticise Ole because we just don't like the look of him and I'm not saying he's you know I'm not saying he's one of the best yeah. managers around because he clearly isn't however if you look at if you now look at the table um, bearing in mind we um, had basically had no pre-season we finished our season mm. the last season in the middle of August uh, so we had the least preparation from any English club so we had obviously yeah. had a slow start to the season if we win our game in hand we're two points off top so I think that's that's absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. He, on your he, point he of giving him credit. credit he, but he, the reason you got to give him credit is because he did something that he doesn't normally do, and that was make a sub at half time. Finally, when you need to make it to change. Finally, finally. I was actually very shocked. Seventy-fifth minute, half time, two subs. And what what I liked, and it was when at half time I was thinking, um, okay, we're two 0 down, but it was weird because I felt I felt like we were playing well because we had the chances. So I was thinking, okay, what change can we make? But I quite liked the system that we were playing. Um, and he did. He took off Greenwood, which I was quite surprised and I kind of disagreed with at the time. Um, but obviously it turned out to be the right right, right decision. Um, but what an impact by Giovanni. Just, um, I think... It really changes everything. Yeah. Oh, and his, his movement. The, 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 the first goal, I mean, the second goal was great as well, but that first goal, he, if you just watch him as the ball's going out to Bruno, he just looks and there's no other player... And I can't remember the last time. I think the last time United had a player close to sniffing goals like that was Van Persie. But Van Persie probably wasn't even that type of striker. Maybe Van Nistelrooy, mm. you can go as far back as that. To have a real... Oh, Cristiano Ronaldo, actually, because he was... I know he used to play on the wing, but he used to have that, you know, decent bit to sniff out a goal. But, I mean, unbelievable from Cavani. Um, and I, I think Bruno Fernandes, I mean, there's no point even talking about him anymore because he's, the guy is just absolutely incredible. Um, but I think the player for me, which stood out again, was Donny Van Der Beek. The way he keeps possession in tight spaces. First I Premier thought, League I thought his performance was outstanding. He was just—he was so good. It reminded me of people have compared Bruno Fernandez to Paul Scholes, but they're completely different no, players, yeah. and I don't agree with that whatsoever. But um, Donny Van Der Beek—he was probably—he was—he was close to Paul Scholes the way he was. Passing the ball, the number of times, considering he hasn't had much experience of playing Premier League football, the amount of times, and obviously Southampton are quite a high pressing team. The, the number of times he had about three players surrounding him, and he managed to just shimmy the ball and make a pass. Um, he, for me, he was actually the best player on the pitch apart from Cavani. Um, he was outstanding, um, and I've had my doubts. And I think when I had my doubts about him when I've seen him come on play in number ten because he looks he looks decent in number ten. But he's definitely, definitely more effective playing slightly deeper. So whether that's in the diamond or as we saw in the Champions League last week when he played as one of the two. And I think 
against weak opposition, mm. he should play yeah. as one of the two with Bruno Bruno in front. Um, and I think he's going to turn out to be an outstanding side. And I wasn't too convinced by him before, but now I'm really yeah. excited. I'm just going to come back on to Bruno just a second. Us. And I'm going to obviously open this question up to everybody. Is there a player currently in the Premier League at the moment who has a biggest influence on his team and every single thing that they do in every match than Bruno Fernandes at the moment? I mean, he is... For United, I've got to say, yeah. he's at the centre uh, of everything. I, I, I think, think, I would I think, think he's a... him and Grealish. Oh, would mm-hmm. Grealish would come to mind, I would say, as well. Yeah, him and Grealish. But then Bruno's that... been doing it from the second he's, he's come to United. And he, and he hasn't stopped. But should that be happening at the top side? He literally hasn't stopped. That's what, no, it yeah. shouldn't. And I, I, Bruno, if you ask me, we're in the Champions there. League because of him. And I think we're, we're, we're racking up no, points now because of him. Is it? No, but the point, the, the point, Zach, I, I understand what an individual player shouldn't be having that much influence in a team. But then saying that, Cristiano Ronaldo, I know we had surrounded by a lot of players, but he had a hell of an influence back when he was at United. Nice. And I think now, I think, I think now with Van der Beek coming in and now Cavani, um, there's other players who are stepping up to the plate. And so, like, like I said, for me, Van der Beek was actually the best mm. player on the pitch apart from Cavani. I thought he had, although Bruno scored, and I know that he had that ass, the assist, but I think Cavani's, all, I mean, Donny van der Beek had a better all round yeah, performance. Yeah, I, I don't think it's the same though when Ronaldo, his influence. Ronaldo had Tevez, United, and uh, Rooney. And you had Fergie exactly. as well. No, but the point, the point is, is that ultimately, like, I agree, I agree with what you're saying. One player shouldn't have that much of an influence on the team, but that just goes to show how much it's we need true. to It's kind of like how. Rather than, it also shows what a, an exceptional player and what he's done at United in such a short, short space of time. You know, standing for me, he's I love Grealish, I absolutely love him. But I think right now, Bruno Fernandes is based on his performances since January. Well, the best he was my pick for uh PFA player of the season at the start of the season, and uh, he's top stuff proving to be. This should be very good. As a United fan, look at it as well. That question, you can spin it and say, imagine a player got injured for a team. Like, who would be the one player who got injured for a team and it would be absolutely. He's one of them, yeah. I I think he would. 100%. And even. Whenever, whenever Bruno gets a gets a knock, <laughs> I mean Southampton, that Oriol Romeo, he's oh my god! So, when we played, when we played the last Southampton, season, honestly. he almost broke Mason Greenwood's leg, and um, the other the other day he he crunched, he absolutely crunched Bruno Fernandez, and Fernandez is on the floor for quite a while, and I feared the worst. I'm every time he falls to the floor, I'm making please don't be an injury. Because him getting injured would be yeah. so definitely. I think he's become the player that everyone thought Pogba was going to be. Not maybe not position wise and style of play. Well, I but say you get Pogba back in, in terms of team, how you're talking about impact and being able to lift everyone around him. I think that's what everyone expected from Pogba when he arrived. But this this is why I'm so critical of Pogba because he's not he's poor Pogba. I know I'm not going to go on about Pogba, but he's the type of player who, when you've got an outstanding team. He's like the cherry on the top because he's got he's a luxury. But when you've got a team which is an outstanding, which clearly United haven't got an outstanding team, um, you need leaders to take you to that next level. And that's what Bruno Fernandez is. I think Donny Van der Beek is he's not he's a different type of player to Fernandez. Obviously, he's not as he's not he's not a leader. He's just mm. a very good player. 
Um, I think he's he's helping us. Um, I think I think one player we haven't mentioned actually is Telles. He's slotted in like as if he's been playing in the Premier League for years, and he's been very very good. He hasn't had any like real moments of brilliance. I think his crosses from corners are really good, um, but I think he looks a top player. Um, and I think he'll have more and more of an influence mm-hmm. on the United's team as the season goes on. Absolutely. Moving on, um, Manchester City 5, Burnley 0. I'll tell you what, you would get short odds on that because that result has just repeated itself every season for the last <laughs> God knows how long. Ridiculous. Any surprises there, Zach, for you? Absolutely pathetic from Burnley. <laughs> pathetic. I don't understand how a team who, like against most sides in the Premier League is a, is a difficult fixture they're up in your faces they're quite a rough side but against Man City every season you know, as you said Atif they just they just lie down I mean some of the defending was outrageous yeah who's the who's the real bold fraud then Sean Dyche oh, or and the thing is it's Honestly. not like Man City have shown they're not the same side as, as previous seasons but when they're playing Burnley they're not but what what firepower to Burnley do Burnley really have to go up against them? Dwight McNeil maybe but at least hold out for a nil-nil I mean it, you know against Chris Woody up top no Chris that's Woody. the have unfortunately no but but no other Premier League team including the likes of Liverpool dismantle Burnley the way it's Man City so seems weird, to do I, I, I genuinely think Burnley have got like a mental block against them because Burnley are actually a tough team to play they're really physical. Yeah, it's true. It's and that true. normally would work against Man City, but I don't know. They just um, did you see any signs then, Zach? You're critical of Man City. Uh, any signs there to see that they could probably carry this on to future? I think, well, if you're playing any of the bottom four sides, I don't think it really counts as uh, anything nope. significant to get excited about. Well, every did, game is I tough think... for the Premier League, mate. Yeah, no we, we've said it. We've said it. We ha- we did say about City that if they're setting up solid they will eventually click up top I don't think there was ever I know it's against Burnley and we'll see the next game but they, they can turn it on man. they can turn mm. it on so they'll always be a team yep. that you need to be careful of just a quick word on Mahrez hat-trick shocking took him out of my fantasy <laughs> a couple of weeks ago <laughs> terrible terrible there we are or they've got Fulham <laughs> next week so they'll probably get rack up another, <laughs> oh, yes. another confidence no, boosting no, victory um, Chelsea Spurs, well, pretty much top of the table clash that was. Snooze and fest. the reward would have been quite big for somebody um, <laughs> if somebody one of the sides took a big risk and went for it. But both sides were very cautious, weren't they, Zach? And I, I, I feel they were both happy with the point. Absolutely. Mega bus and a national express. <laughs> <for them. laughs> I think. I think the fact that oh, Liverpool had already oh. dropped points before this fixture basically took the pressure off for anybody to go and, and win the game. Um, I think Chelsea had more intention to go on and score. Um, mm. And we, we did have our chances, to be fair. You can say that We again. did have our chances. I mean, the, the Lo Celso chance in the 90th minute, I mean, if he did something with it, would have been a, a textbook Jose Mourinho victory. But at the end of the day, we've got four points from uh, two fixtures against Man City and Chelsea. Um, which which no Spurs fan can complain about. Um, and as I said, well, as Yusuf's already mentioned, I think at the moment, the way Chelsea played and the players that they've got, I think they're the, the hardest fixture in the Premier League at the moment. Yeah, Yusuf, what was your opposition to that point that Zach made earlier on about uh, Chelsea? Did we, just, did, we, did we cover that? I can't remember. 
No, no, it was. Um, no, I, I was you were debating, like, disputing because... the fact that Chelsea are tough at the moment. No, they are tough. I, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with that. But I was because Zach um, was arguing the point that Liverpool haven't been good. Oh, well, I didn't say they said, haven't been good, but yeah, uh, continue. I don't know who said. Someone said they haven't been amazing or something. And I, the point was that we have done very well since all our injuries, and we did beat. Chelsea I think Chelsea now are a different beast. And they they have they are they are a different beast. They are a different beast, definitely. If you look at uh, Reese James, his performance, I mean, he's just a complete right back. He's got everything. He can defend <laughs> resolutely. His his pinpoint crosses. I mean, it's Trent, Trent Alexander esque. Um, mm. We were just he did see when he first came when he f- first came on the scene. He did seem a bit too rash for me. I don't know what. Yeah, he did struggle a bit initially, but I don't know. He seems to have improved quite a lot drastically in the last few weeks. He's rash, but he's gone all of a sudden. We were very lucky that they had that donkey up top that couldn't do anything with (laughs) the peaches of the balls that were coming in. (laughs) Who, Tammy? Tammy is. He's a giraffe. From what I I saw that game, if Giroud had started, I think he would have scored at some point. Mm. With the crosses that were going into that box. Yeah, potentially. I would say as well, I think. I think both te- both teams were a bit reserved, but Chelsea were clearly the team going for the win and were trying to impose themselves <laughs> on the game. But all I think, as the game went on, they probably thought, well, we won't take too many risks because this has been perfectly set up for a smash and grab from Jose. Mm. Um, but to say both teams were... I, I, I think Chelsea went for it from the off, really. Well, if we opened um, up, they would have they would have ripped us to shreds. We had to be compact away from home against the attack that they've got. And it, it almost worked. Our defence, you know, wasn't really that I, troubled. I know, you, I know I, you've got the four points against Man City and, uh, and Chelsea, which, yeah, OK. Hmm. But I was watching that game and I was thinking, oh, my God, I don't miss watching this type of football. Jose Mourinho like, honestly, fully parked the bus there, didn't he? He, he doesn't just park the bus. let's be honest, he's known for that. Everyone known, like we at United, he would do exactly the same thing in a big game. He sets up. And it is me. very frustrating to watch. It's the most painful watch. Nice to watch your team not enjoy up, any sort of attacking... Oh. But we did. I, thought, I'm, I'm, I don't know if we were watching a different game. I think we Zach, had... You got Hazard, Zach, you've got Hazard Kane, you've got a Hingmin Son, you've got <laughs> Lucas Mori, you've got... you got Bergwijn, you've got Gareth Beard, you've got Lestalto. Because as, as an example... We still had to play like that. I think Joe Rodon, let's not forget, this was his first ever oh, game. Was, he was making a very shaky start. I think if we opened up, Chelsea would have run away with the game. He's got Eric no, Dyer next to him. The thing is, like... Timo, great finish, by I, the way. I understand parking the bus and playing defensive. Like, United do that against, for example, before the um, before the season ended, we, we played Man... Before the lockdown, even, back in March, we, when we played Man City, we beat them 2-0. We were very compact and then we were pinging on the break, but we weren't... We weren't doing what Jose does where Hoiberg and Sissoko were almost the fifth and sixth centre-backs. Like, we don't go that deep. And that's, for me, what I find unbearable to watch as a fan. Like, watching that game as a neutral was so painful and it was all down to Jose Mourinho's tactics. I'm speaking from experience because he was United's manager for three years and it was so painful. I see, I I understand defensive setups and counter-attacking football. I understand that United do it when they need to do it. And to Solskjaer. But the way Mourinho does it, it's... Yeah... 
Zach, I the don't thing mind is, it. Even though Chelsea against the big sides, I don't mind it. And if we we got Liverpool in a few weeks, I don't mind it. But when we're playing the smaller teams like Arsenal next week, I expect us to play a bit more attacking football. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that, we'll, we'll talk I, I about that in a bit. Fully expect but listen, it to be no, no. a similar setup against Arsenal. If I'm being honest, genuinely, <laughs> Bamiyang will be there doing nothing. Um, no, genuinely though, like the thing is, yeah, I know you're saying Chelsea is a tough game, but. Like Harry Kane has been in unbel, he has been lightning this season. I'm sorry. Why not just go for them? Why not go for them? Son and Kane have been unbelievable. Use that for one game. Imagine you got a result at Stamford Bridge. I genuinely, I don't think we did anything differently than we did the week before against Man City. The difference was Chelsea were just they didn't have stupid mistakes at the back. That was the difference, and everyone was lauding Tottenham after the Man City game. So is that how Spurs are winning by stupid mistakes? Is that all? It's that's, well, that's how Jose Mourinho wins games. From, this is how Jose Mourinho works, and obviously he's, he's got just, straight into Zach's mind. The fake head by Mourinho. Whoever has Zach, the ball I'm is more likely to make mistakes. Jose Morona virus. <laughs> I don't. I, I personally don't mind it. Obviously, if he's playing like that against Burnley and West Ham and, and whatever, then then yeah, that will be an issue. <laughs> but in, in the this big is how game, we start back. You gotta you gotta bear in mind, right? This is, how we, from us, this is how we start. <laughs> Soon you're gonna see it in pretty much every other week and then every week and then and it's just... Soon you'll see Rashford. What will happen is you'll get one or two injuries uh, to one of the attackers, and then he'll start saying, Well, this is the only way we can play because of the injuries. Hmm. But what I <laughs> And it's just like it would, But we're all forgetting that we're saying this, but he did smash Man United 6 1 earlier this season with a We were abysmal, we had 10 men. But that's the thing, if that we're playing against an abysmal side, we will attack. When we're playing <laughs> when we're playing the best team in the land, we're going to defend, and that's pragmatic football. Who's the best team in the land, sorry? Chelsea. <laughs> well, technically it's Tottenham at the moment. Technically, it's Tottenham at the moment. I don't know. I think if we are going to do anything, if we are going to do anything this season, we we win the games that we need to win, and we'll take a nil-nil draw. Just take the points and run in, Isaac. Exactly. And take three points against West Ham. The last point I'll say is, if there's one person I never thought would be a pro Mourinho and head turned is Zach Judy and you're, you're listen to me oh, if you've Zach been if you've been a Tottenham Hotspur fan for as long as I have you will take anything trust me <laughs> I mean the only thing I'll my final point is I think if this game had happened in April May time it would have been a completely different game it would have been a goal fest I think because it's come so early on in the season it's the two teams at the top of the table it's almost like it's not that early anymore, though, is it? We're like 10 games it's in. 10 games, it's still I, I too think... early on. I think it's like if you're watching a film and you see the main bad guy and the main good guy meet each other after like 20 minutes, you know neither of them are dying. They're going to take it easy and something's going to happen later on. So I think if, if I don't know when we're playing. He's the good guy and the bad guy in this. Jose is obviously the villain, let's, not, let's be honest. No, absolutely not, in my opinion. Sure Frank Lampard is. Not yet. Lampard is the villain, my friend. They're both villains. They're both flipping. Frank Lampard's villain now. I don't know. I think I don't know when we're playing Chelsea next at, at our game, but whenever it is, if it's further down the season, I, I think it'll be a very different game. Just hope they don't bring Eden Hazard back in his act. So what's he going to do? Sit on the bench. Um, moving on. Arsenal's um, Arteta's Arsenal lost yet another game home to Wolves. <laughs> Um, it's just not things just going from bad to worse for him isn't it and when you think he's exiled certain players it's just 
big question marks over in them. Well, it's not bad to worse, is it? It's just bad to bad. It is all just embarrassing. Honestly, I, I don't think I know an Arsenal fan who says they don't want Ozil in the team. I, I, what, what, what is the harm in the at least? Can I, can I just say, was, was Unai Emery doing a worse job than um, what Arteta is doing right now? Because I can't see anything from Arteta. No. It, it was Nothing. just because he used to say, it was just because good he used evening. to say good evening. They all used to think that. But at least he actually had his players playing half decent and scoring. Apparently, Nothing. He can't do anything. The only thing I'll say is, Arteta, he's the only thing positive thing he's done has made them a bit more defensive solidly. But by doing that, he's taken away all the attacking threat from the team. But they're not even defensively solid. They're, they're not they're solid, not, but they're solid. They conceded more solid two. than they have been. No, oh, I know, but what I'm saying is, if you compare, if you, what a goal by Podence, though. What yeah, I, I want to speak Podence. about Podence actually, because he looked <sighs> obviously they sold Jota. The and guy, I, I can see Podence being the next player to. Um, you know, I, I saw him um, when Olympiacos were playing... West Ham have just gone to an applause just to interrupt you. Who scores? Uh, who scores? Uh, Bowen. Bowen. Oh, for, question No, Ben Rama assist. Suche? Oh, <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, Podence, he was playing the January before Wolves signed him. He was playing for Olympiacos mm. in the Champions League. He scored a cracker against Spurs. Cracker, yeah. mate. Crack. It was against Spurs, right? Yeah, well, I, he must have scored other goals, yeah. but I remember him scoring a cracker. In Spurs, yeah. He signed him for about guy. 30 million, didn't they? Honestly, a lot of people do talk about Liverpool and Michael Edwards really good, but Wolves and their. The play- okay, it's just Portuguese players, I guess, but flipping hell, they've got some talent, man. Podence Neto is looking good. But, no, but they don't even play every week, those players. They like, they're in and out of the team every week. Well, that's the thing. Podence and Neto have been starting. They, they haven't. Been Neto's been in and out. Trust me. Even Podence has missed the odd game. The, uh, the... I, don't, I don't know what it... They had four at the back as well, by the way. And I, they know, I know, but Kilman got dropped. This is anything. What a joke. The, um... Uh, oh, I can't remember the point I was going to make now. The, oh, the, sorry, the player... Thirty-five million pounds for that Fabio Silva. That's a the dodgiest deal. He looks awful. No, no, no relax, man. No, 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 relax. <laughs> I know he's seventeen, but Mason Greenwood is seventeen. Exactly. Yeah. No, but <laughs> Mason Greenwood is seventeen. He scored in the Papa John's Cup. Please. No, no, no. Honestly, he. I don't see. You only see a player, even as a young kid. There's some, you'll see something where you think, all right, he's got something. I watch him play, and apart from his hair, I don't know what he's got. <laughs> his hair is fantastic. It reminds me of you, actually. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, I don't know. You know what, Arsenal. Um, they're just unrecognizable. They they're, like, yeah. If you think back to five, six, seven years ago, you always associated a certain style of football with Arsenal. They always, even though they weren't winning anything, they'd still pride themselves on on playing free flowing passing you know what, football. Even, exactly. Even it's even when unrecognizable. they had awful results. The awful results. I always remember in the season they will pull off some absolutely fantastic results against big teams, and they'll play them off the park. When will Arteta be sacked if they lose this weekend? I think Arteta will shave his head. I, th- I think definitely, potentially, yeah. Pep Guardiola. The embarrassment so I he, of I, I, losing I, against Spurs. I think if it's a, if it's no, a heavy no, I, defeat, I yeah, if it's a heavy defeat, Spurs could potentially end Arteta. Yeah. 
Genuinely, genuinely, I think this is the game that Arsenal need. And I genuinely think they'll get something from I, I actually agree with that. I but think what's Arsenal the point, will get though? I think it's the game that Arsenal need. Exists- they'll get something from I think it'll it either be like a, a, a narrow Arsenal win or an absolute drubbing from um, by Spurs. Yeah. I can't see Spurs. Unless Arsenal goes out to 10 or 9 men, I can't see Spurs <laughs> going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah. I think, but what's the, Let's I think even if Arsenal do scrape a result and, and get themselves up for it, I mean, that's what West Ham used to do. West Ham used to fire themselves up for, for playing Tottenham in one game a season and then oh, go back to the. What do you mean used to? They've done it this season already, <laughs> mate. Yeah, very true. Very true. You're a bit salty there, Zach. Come on. But West Ham are a bit. My point is, West Ham are a bit better than that now. They can actually go on and get other results. Whereas Arsenal. <laughs> David Moyes, that. Exactly. Arsenal can find <laughs> themselves it? up for one game a season and then they'll go back to normal again after. So even if you lose, you I'm know, not I'm not worried about Honestly, I'm I'm just happy I'm just so happy AFTV has this little moments here and there. I've again. stopped watching it. Is that stuff still going on? Genuinely. <laughs> Mate, it it's was so dead now, isn't it? after the Wolves game. No, that bold guy, man. I forgot his Claude. Name. Oh, Claude long gone. <laughs> Claude's gone. <laughs> um, yeah, finishing up, lads, with the weekend. Uh, West Brom got their first win against Big a very, very poor Big Sheffield result. side. Well done. Zach, stop cursing. They look West like to be struggling this year. Oh. Listen, they got a great. Sam Johnson, he's playing really well. He had another really good performance in goals for, um, for West Brom. Absolutely. Did he make it in one of the week, though? That's the question. Absolutely. Everton lost to Leeds at home. That's a good win for Leeds. Everton, disappointing. Frauds. Are they frauds? And it was Dominic Fraud. Dominic Fraud. Defensively, they are awful. Cracking. I'm happy for Leeds, man. But I generally, honestly, if they get a top, top, top strike in uh, January. Imagine, for example, imagine even they had Cavani up top now. But it's, it, it's not oh. just a striker, though. It's, I think their wingers... They create they chances. Back. Yeah, they make so many... Bamford has so many chances, they genuinely, so every single chances. game. I, I agree, Zach, that, yeah, the quality of each player yeah. is improving, but they're still making loads it's of chances. A player who, um, and if they had a quality striker, then... The, the striker think... signed from Valencia has been a bit of a disappointment. Is it Rodrigo? Rodrigo, yeah. Yeah, he got COVID, didn't he, or something? It's like he's had COVID since he's been there. He, he hasn't really had a run in the team, to be honest. Mm. He hasn't started think... regularly enough. When I think Leeds... on, he hasn't looked great. No. Yeah, I think there's only that one game. I think against was it City where he looked alright when he came on, but other than that, nothing. Yeah, hit the. Post. I think Leeds are set up very well to play against the big sides, and I expect them against all of the top six to give every single one of them a, a very good game and you know nick some points here and there. Yeah. But it's the the smaller teams where they they look like they don't know it's what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. They 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 go all out a bit too much. I think. Um, mm. Leeds have got. Leeds have got the best team in the land, Chelsea. Oh, this absolutely. Weekend, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> tough, tough, tough. <laughs> um, Leicester, disappointing, losing to Fulham at home. Brendan Rodgers oh, is... Well um, done, Fulham. Brendan Rodgers. I, I, I don't know what he to make makes, of Leicester. Honestly, he makes no sense, though. He makes no sense. Why not start under or Barnes? Like, he brought them both on and they look completely mm. different, but... What, what, so, what do you think? Honestly. Like I, I, he gets arrogant, I, I, man. He gets. So he arrogant. did that at Liverpool, and he's done it at Leicester last season as well, where things are going well, and then what you do, you rotate one of your, of your attackers. But he, what he does, he makes 
wholesale changes thinking oh we'll just when he'll change yeah. the system and I don't get it I, I just don't honestly I don't get it and he gets what he gets exactly what he Brenton. deserves Brenton, Big, Brenton uh, and Fulham's Butler scored a pen, by the way well done great work congratulations many congrats to Fulham um, yeah so that pretty much concludes the, the weekend review we spent a, a considerable chunk of time on that one um Big game to look forward to next weekend, and that's the North London derby. Could it be Arteta's final game as Arsenal boss? Um, Zach, you're pretty confident that Spurs got that one in the bag? I think if Tottenham play as best as we can, I can see another Man United result happening. What if you park the bus, though? We're not going to park... They're playing at home, to be honest. I can't see them doing it at home. No fans, I think really I think even if no Arsenal will say, bring their A game, I think we'll have too fans, much of them. <laughs> Can I just say, in, in all the all years, in all the years that Mourinho has played against Arsenal, he has always, always parked the bus against them. Yeah, but and then hit them on the break. He's always got three points against them. That's most most important. But by parking the bus. Absolutely. And he'll park the bus. You know what? It against. doesn't matter. Uh, parking the bus, driving uh, the bus, going round the roundabout. I don't care. We're gonna <laughs> if we perform as to long the best as the of our bus ability, shows Absolutely, exactly. We will smash them. I'd, if we're gonna go predictions, I'm gonna stick my neck out and say four nil Spurs. Top stuff. Ouch! If you're gonna give me predictions. Edwards coaches is turning up a white army. <laughs> 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 Absolutely outstanding. Um, any major news this week? Um, I think we need to talk about VAR. Um, we talk. We seem to be talking about VAR, VAR every week. Never Let's talk about VAR. No. So, you do you think VAR should be scrapped because of the decisions against Liverpool? <laughs> yes. Yes. I think they should just scrap the Liverpool games. <laughs> If you're complaining about if you're complaining about VAR now, just wait till you play Man United. So Zach, can you remind me? It'll, it'll be it'll be the next day. We'll be at wait, United will kick off the game with a penalty. Zach, can you remind me can you remind me what happened in the Tottenham United game of VAR this season? Uh, you had a penalty. When, Mas, when Martial got sent off and he shouldn't have and Lamella should have sent off. Assaulted. Lamella nearly kick off the game with a penalty, man. That's how sad. <laughs> I think VAR is just a breath of fresh air, to be honest. I think they get most of the decisions. I, I genuinely think, think it's... A, I, think, I, don't, yeah. I, I don't think... I think VAR is fine, but I think it's the referees that are absolutely shocking. I've said no, but the point is... Yeah, again. exactly. The thing is, with VAR, I, what still confuses me, it still does come down to human. Yeah. <laughs> it still comes down VAR to is people a, actually making it's the decisions. It needs to work be... properly, but the referees are just clueless. No, I think yeah. for the Liverpool game, obviously that was a major VAR talking point. Um, I think all the decisions were bang on, to be honest. But then the issue is is that there isn't a level of consistency because um, I'm not. Sure, it was there was two. It was United's game and another game. Rashford got taken out of the box, similar to how Robertson took Welbeck. Um, it was you probably put it on the level. Nothing was given. Yet. So obviously there's an issue with consistency. So I understand Liverpool's frustration with that. Although I think both should. Have, I, I think the Welbeck win was a penalty. I think Rashford should have had a penalty. Um, and there was there was the another win which was with Aston Villa, wasn't it? I think if my mind serves me right. Was it Villa a couple of weeks back with someone got kicked? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their last minute one. In the last one, I can't remember right. what game it they was. They didn't get given it. Yeah, and it was oh, against uh, Bright, Brighton. <laughs> 
And sorry, it's not a trailer but like penalty. Mm. I'm not yeah. sure if anyone saw that. It's inconsistent. No, didn't see that. Um, but... Great. No. Top top stuff. Um, a bit of sad news last week, gentlemen. The footballing world lost an absolute great. Some will say one of the greatest. Some will say the absolute greatest player to ever have. Um, Diego. A few weeks ago. <laughs> Diego Maradona um, left us, unfortunately. Um, and obviously, we were all we were too young to remember exactly. We never had the pleasure of witnessing him play. Um, obviously, just from what you hear from, you know, the, the, all the footballers, the, the players who played in this generation, they um, immensely, immensely speak immensely high of him as a footballer. Um, any, any words on uh, Diego Maradona, gentlemen? You know what I, I think is it would be like my my father's generation around that that Maradona was the guy like. Maradona was the man, and it would it would be like if Messi or Ronaldo <laughs> passed away for us when we're older. It's, it's mm. the same kind of impact. But you know what? It, it's um. I think there was a poll on hashtag obsessed about who's the greatest like player of all time. But Maradona was so much more than a player. Isn't it? If we actually think about it, everything about the guy, the character he has is wow. I think the fact that he still sets the bar. Now, people who try to have this debate about the goats, they still, when you talk about Lionel Messi, the one thing you say is, oh, he's never carried his team to to a World Cup victory. The fact that people still talk about that being the standard only because Maradona single-handedly carried his country to a World Cup um, with some exceptional goals. And the thing is, we always see the highlight of that goal against England. But there's so many other highlights of things he did yeah. that didn't end up in a goal because he passed to someone else and they just messed up the shot. He, he was an but incredible player. Is is that genuinely, is that the greatest goal of all time? Because of the stage it was on against In England a World Cup. Yeah, after, absolutely. In the <laughs> World like, Cup against England after all the political things as well. Like, yeah. Is it the greatest goal of all time? I think you're well taking into account the state... The state of the pitches, the state of the weight of the football, mm. the way the defenders used to kick players. Could you imagine Maradona playing against like Victor Lindelof? Oh, <laughs> what he would, what he, what, what he would do to Lindelof? I, I mean, I'd be, um, it's, yeah, heads and shoulders. <laughs> Generally, that that goal, if you put it into context, it's like. Palestine versus Israel, <laughs> quarterfinals, and a little Palestinian man running through all the Israelis saying F off and scoring that kind of goal. It's unbelievable. We just like to add hashtag obsessed. Not a goal. Do not get in. Absolutely. Do not have, hold any political views. Have no political affiliations on our podcast. I mean, I think the thing that Yusuf mentioned as well is about his character. Um, there was a clip during the rounds of when he was manager of Argentina, um, <laughs> when I think they had a friendly against Scotland. Uh, the English press, as usual, were just grilling him about the hand of God goal again and again and again. And he just came out with a... He batted them away. He said, while well, England's biggest, greatest ever moment was winning a World Cup with, with a ball that didn't cross the line. 
and you just shush them all <laughs> to their faces whilst the translator was saying it again in English and you're just pulling faces at all the media and it was a, a brilliant moment um, which sums up just like you said he was, he was a character as well as just a talented footballer even after his death that, that Peter Shilton fella he really is salty isn't he about um, I don't know if anyone's seen any of his interviews <laughs> Gascoigne I, I mean, fair enough. He scored that, you know, that handball. But then, if you've seen the goal he scored after that, sorry, he shut them getting, all up. I'm sorry. He was getting kicked. He was getting yeah. kicked all over the place as well, though. Like, obviously, we need to understand the different cultures because I think I think Maradona said in an interview that in like South America, especially back in those days, doing something like what well, scoring with his hand was seen as something clever and cheeky. Whereas in England, we're always like, "Oh, you're yeah. a cheat." So. It, we can't end like, I, 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 I'm just going to say it's something that like Luis Suarez like I praised Luis Suarez when he blocked that ball on, in the World Cup for, against uh, Ghana oh, I, I was supporting for me that was heroic I'm not going to lie like you would do it for your yeah, team he was an absolute hero for his country there and but see, imagine he was flipping Hazard Kane on the line. You would try and head it and it'd be in. Whoa, 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 He wouldn't, he wouldn't have more. Be... Oh, dearie me. <laughs> dearie me. I mean, the other thing that... Right, if it was Dominic Fraud. The other thing he's also remembered for is for his time at Napoli. Um, well, I don't think there has been yeah. any other player in the history of football, to be honest, who's taken... A smaller club, club yeah, a he... smaller club to the heights that he single-handedly took them I to. I love it. Which yeah. is what you know, which is what we advocate, which is what you know, Harry Kane hopefully tries to emulate, which is why we praise Jack <laughs> Grealish. Um, it's basically and Bielsa you know, and for managing exactly all those clubs. taking the underdog <laughs> to the heights that he can, um, which is the anti atif footballer, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> No, are you, it, are you suggesting that Jack Grealish is on Maradona's level? <laughs> well, I, I don't know whether Yusuf might uh, agree with that statement. <laughs> He's definitely a character, isn't he, Jack Grealish? <laughs> um, listen, with Maradona as well, and we go back to the World Cup and when uh, Italy were playing Argentina in the Napoli Stadium, it wasn't even, and I think Tim Vickery was talking about it as well. It wasn't even that the crowd was split. Tim Vickery. It was literally the Tim Vickery, the 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 crowd were supporting Argentina in Italy in a World Cup because of Maradona. Mm. That's Italy, the pull he had. He was a, a global, that's the a global point. phenomenon. Can you imagine Italy having the World Cup in their home country and it being an away game? That being said, he was. Absolutely nuts after his retirement. Well, yeah, absolutely. But which no. other global football star is flipping the bird at opposition <laughs> fans <laughs> in a World Cup crowd? Like you'll never see that it. from Diego. Diego. Oh, dear me. And Messi scored a goal with a nice tribute as well. Great tribute, great tribute. Um, old boy shirt. Right, Yus, are you ready for Yusuf's secret footballer? Absolutely, yeah, let's get straight into it. Well, Zach went away with it again. Defending yeah. champion. <laughs> He's going to park the bus. <laughs> <laughs> Mourinho, Mourinho. No, it's not Mourinho, Zach, okay. So... It was a yeah, it was a comprehensive victory from Zach last week. He has got one point on the board. 
Uh, Manif is missing this week. Big loss. You Big might have blow. guessed all of them, but never mind, Manif. Never mind. Um, just want to make clear as well. Um, with every single player that I put, it's always they have to have. It's always their senior clubs, so not their youth clubs. Okay, always their mm-hmm. senior clubs, so their professional career. Okay, so we all know the rules. Any questions? Perfect. Okay, so player number one, he has played for six clubs. His first club is Barcelona B. Second club on loan was PSG. Gerard de la Feu. Nope. Okay. Okay. His third club was Rangers. Stop. Michael Arteta. Oh, the Rangers one got on that one. <laughs> the Rangers one got it. Well done, Zach. No he idea you played for Barcelona, No, no, did I. <laughs> he then went on to Real Sociedad, Everton, and then obviously finished his career. Considering, considering okay. you do a lot of knitting, you seem to know a lot about these oh. <laughs> footballers. That's the secret, okay. eh? Okay. <laughs> Next player, he has played for seven clubs. His first club is Rennes. Nalka. Nope. Petr Cech. Nope. Of course, it's not Petr Cech. He didn't play for seven teams. Did he? I know, I was just thinking that. <laughs> <laughs> Second club is Inter Milan. Mm. Okay. Third club, Manchester United. Inter Milan, Man United. Mikel Sylvester. Oh, well, well done. I was just well trying to think which players we signed from Inter Milan. Arsenal. I didn't know, honestly, until looking at this, I didn't know he was at Inter Milan. Um, after that was Arsenal, where the Bremen, Portland Timbers, and he finished. Like, you know, some random team. But yep, yeah, that was Mikel Silvestro. Well done, Ass. Point for Zach and a point for Ass. Third player. This player has played for eight clubs. First club, Chelsea. Okay. Second club, Coventry City on loan. Third club, Newcastle United on loan. Dennis Wise. Wrong. 
incorrect. Mm. Fourth club, Leicester City on loan. It's going to be one of those youth players that's just been farmed out. Josh McEachern. <laughs> McEachern. McEachern. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's not incorrect. Fifth club, again on loan, is Wigan Athletic. I feel like I know this. Or is it... Um... But he didn't play for Newcastle. Bloody hell. Oh, no, no, no. This is ridiculous. <laughs> oh. Sixth club, and again on loan. Um, seems like every Chelsea player goes there. Vitesse. Oh. I don't know whether to just say who I was thinking of or... I was going to say Scott Sinclair. Okay. Um, before you go, carry on. You just what you say. Um, surely he's not that Brazilian player. I'm sure he ended up with a test. No, it can't be him because he, he's playing in space. No, go on. Okay. Seventh club. Not on loan. Seventh club was Sunderland. Oh. <clears throat> it's going to be someone recent because they've only had this Vitesse. Deal in the last ten yeah. years or so. Mm. Any guesses? Well, I'm thinking. I, I, I genuinely can't two. think of anyone. The other two of you, two, you've got all three left. Um, just hold fire, I think. Um, uh, okay. So they moved to Sunderland. Was that loan? Yeah. No. No. All right. Okay. Uh, it was permanent from Sunderland. And oh, there's only one more club. Only one Let's more. Go for it. The last club is Crystal Palace. Gary Cahill, no. It's obviously not him. <laughs> Wrong. And that is Asif's last guess. Patrick Van Arnholt. Like Judy oh, pulled oh, it out oh, of the bag. Standard. He just pulled it out of the bag, Patrick. He went on loan to all his teammates. I didn't. Pardon? I didn't even know he was a Chelsea youth player. Chelsea. He. Yeah, I remember he started at Chelsea. I did not know he went Newcastle. So it's Chelsea commentary on loan. He had twenty appearances. Newcastle only seven. Leicester. He had twelve appearances. Wigan. Vitesse. He was there for a couple of years. Sunderland, obviously. And he's now at Crystal Palace. I vaguely remember him at Sunderland. So I was just thinking, that obviously, now he's at Palace. Yeah. That was a tough Patrick one. Patrick Van Anholt. 
Sorry guys, I think there's a, a will there's a penalty to um or the VAR check. <laughs> to Aston Villa. Tiff, you might Who's it for? For Villa. Tiff, I think you might be a minute or so ahead. So Yeah, don't are. worry, I'm I'm watching. I'll keep quiet, don't worry. Alright. Who's taking the pen? Charlie Watkins, who uh, else mate? Did Jack yeah. Grealish win the pen? No. Okay. Um, Zach got the points there. There is one last player that I had ready anyway, so yeah. I'll just go for it. Okay, so this Why player is that has played... Oh, he got two points. Yeah, so he got two. So this last player has played for six clubs and he's played for one of them twice. First club... Argentinos Juniors. Carlos Tevez. Maradona. <laughs> Correct. Oh. Well, that, well, I didn't even know. I just saw the theme of the theme of the week. <laughs> Diego. I had Diego. to do a tribute. I had to do a tribute to Diego. Well done. He was then Boca Juniors, Barca, Napoli, Sevilla, which was like, uh, yeah. Newell's old boys in them. That's a soft penalty. Well done, Zach. Is it a pe- is it? They still haven't showed it yet. It's not for me anyway. He's stepping up now. That was a soft penalty from what I can see in the replay. Who's got Charlie Watkins? I have, and he has missed Sift. it. No. Oh, God. You're lying. He He's missed. shocking at pen, didn't he? <laughs> Grealish on it. Oh, mine hasn't taken. He hasn't stepped up for me. So maybe <laughs> he might score. He <laughs> might score. You're gonna score on yours. <laughs> Could you imagine? Arsenal beating Bristol seems a different outcome. He <laughs> <laughs> hit the crossbar. That is. Oh, just give it a try, all right. Here we go. Okay. Well. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> oh, no, you can't hit the crossbar. Shocking. Okay, Man of Team of the Week, is it? Um, Man of Team of the Week, yes. Yeah. Well done, Thank Zach you very much. Thank you very much. Well, well played, Asif, to be fair. Was a bit more well, of a challenge this week. Uh, oh, no. It would have been embarrassing to you this week. I didn't have a clue. <laughs> I'll just sit on my Scott Parker, mate. I'm happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Manip, team of the week, he's gone for three. What formation has he gone for? Three. Here we go. Three, five, two. Oh, go. So, he's gone from, uh, I think, is a Leeds goalie, Meslier in goals, Federico Fine, Fernandez, yeah. John Stones, and Benjamin Bendy at the back. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Can't, hang on. All right, fine. So, Federico so Fernandez is Newcastle, John Stones, and Benjamin Mendy. Fine, Newcastle, yep. well done. Why? So, John Mendy scored, didn't he? Yeah. Okay, in midfield, he's gone for Calvin Phillips and James Ward Prowse. And then just in front of them, he's gone for Mares on the right, De Bruyne um, as a number 10, and Pedro Neto on the left. Oh, and no. Up top. Pedro Neto. Not yeah. <laughs> no. And up top, he's gone for Joe Linton and Edison Cavani. Oh, I thought you were going to leave him out. Oh, <laughs> man. Well, 
He was never. He was never going to prove. Did Pedent score? Is Joe Linton in contention with Pepe as the? Yeah, Neto scored as well. Oh, Neto scored, did he? It was not just about who scored. It's about. No, but from what I saw, Pedent plays fast. I don't know what Joe Linton's doing in there. I mean, there's again. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> he nearly fell over. I, mean, I saw the game. Like, he, he literally had like two good minutes at the end where he somehow got a goal and assist. <laughs> For 89 minutes, he was his same usual self. I don't know how Bruno Fernandes wasn't in that team again. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but how was Bruno Fernandes not in yeah, that You know team? what? Last week, I don't think he deserved to be in it, if I'm honest. As, but this week, yeah, 100%. He was. You should have been nailed on this week. First name in the t- in midfield. He yeah. was very good this week. He was very good this week. But, but it's man up's team of the week, and it's decisions. He makes it. To be honest, I would question John Stones as well. Why? Why two? It ain't like Chris Wood really. I know, was it was a fine defensive performance from City. Use it really so. was. <laughs> Will um, Cavani be playing next week? Probably, but ultimately, he is a 32-year-old striker that he can't be playing. Well, we've got a Champions League game to... Uh, PSG, so we're thinking about that to first. Out first. yeah. No, I mean, uh, would he be allowed to play? Oh, because, well, oh. okay, so... Oh. Right, well, you're opening this one up, are you, Zach? So, I, I'll give my unbiased opinion on Thoughts. it. Thoughts? So, I think... Thoughts? Ultimately... Should we start putting the T-shirts, ass? Well... <laughs> <laughs> it depends if we want to want to. Um... Has already sent it. <laughs> I mean, if I was a dirty scout um, and with a victim mentality, justice but, I mean, for Cavani. You know, we're not. You know, we're not. We're not victims. You know, everything isn't always our fault. Um, but I think obviously <sighs> he was saying it as a term of endearment rather than as an insult. So that's huh. He was saying thank. He was. It was his friend, and he said, he said his friend said congratulations on the goals, oh, and he so said gracias. Okay. He said so gracias, Nigerito. Basically, is what he said. He's basically saying thank you. Oh, I need to bleep that out. Accent, I think, but, yeah. <laughs> no, but it's just what, it's just, it's just what he said. Isn't it? Um, but he was saying thank you to his friend, and yeah, then he, he actually uploaded a picture just of him and his friend. All, but what I will say on the flip side is how he doesn't know he can't say that word beyond me, and I know like yeah, it's um. Why don't you get educated though? Because it is a South American thing. Like a lot of them do it. But he's been playing in Europe for God knows how long. Surely you would know by now. And even yeah, so I don't know how as yeah, well. Exactly. Like, surely you would have known that episode. I don't know how I find that really strange that he doesn't know that you can't use it, especially right now it with the so whole Black Lives Matter movement. Like, how does he not know not to say that? But he it's didn't. Of, he, he was. It was literally his friend that he was saying thank you to. So. Um, yeah, I know, but it doesn't. I, I fully expect him to get a ban of some sort. Um, probably one or two games. I suspect. I think it's the, more than that. Yeah, the context matters because he has come out and apologised and deleted the tweet, the Instagram post, like straight away, which Unlike is like somebody else, the complete opposite, offended so, valiantly. If you try to do the opposite of apologising, then that's what Luis Suarez and Liverpool did last time round. I heard Suarez and Ever are good friends. But never that's got nothing okay. to do with anything, but yeah. So the context, so no, the context of that, it's awful. It wasn't just that with Suarez; he was repeating it. Like yeah. it Apparently, Ever said to him, "Why did you, why did you kick me?" And he said, "I've kicked you because you're a," which is 
it's disgusting. No, but you said, yeah? no, no, of course, How but... many years later were you saying it's disgusting at the time? No, he wasn't. No, you you weren't. Oh, the, from what I remember. Yeah, from what I remember. Sorry, 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 sorry. He was wearing up until a Jamie Carragher. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Up until no, Jamie. Up until no, no, no. Up until Jamie Carragher. You cannot say something. Up until Jamie. You cannot say something like that. Up until Jamie Carragher apologized to him on live TV. No, all Liverpool fans were still against Everett. Nothing at all to say. Only since Jamie Carragher apologized to Patrice on live TV. Nothing at all to say. Changed towards that. Nothing at all to say that at all. Nothing to say. What do you mean nothing? Sorry. No. There's no basis on you saying that I was for it at all. But That's I remember you cutting. I remember you cutting As soon as soon as soon as, was, as it was out, as soon as it was out, and it was obvious what had been said. Of course, it's wrong. There, there's no question about it, and it's wrong what Cavani is now. I think, of course, I think it's maybe a that different might be... context. Of course, it's a completely different. But you context. had a T-shirt use. But it's both wrong. Well, I don't know about you said yourself, but I think <laughs> Liverpool fans as a whole, it took a long, 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 long time Absolutely. for them to, to even acknowledge I that Mara had done something wrong. Even when he even, bit someone, they I thought it was right. It's only been since Carragher has apologised to Evra, have Liverpool fans as a whole changed the tune towards Evra and the whole incident. Up until that point... Liverpool fans are still calling Literally, we, we haven't talked the about it was when Liverpool ages, faced Barca but... in the Champions League and then they actually saw for themselves what Suarez is actually like <laughs> no but those fans were stupid exactly you criticising something that's that he was at your club that's, that's why I don't, didn't get him for. exactly he had a lot of exactly stick for, for, why would they for the way he was acting in that game him to not, it was not just hilarious to see Liverpool fans rebel after I don't know it's silly but we had the last laugh Anfield anyway so that's I think we've that's with Cavani, nice. the context is probably more similar to what happened with Bernardo Silva. Uh, was it last season or a couple of seasons back? Oh, uh, Silva. He, he ended up with a ban. Yeah, but I think was... Bernardo Silva, and this is not me sticking it for Cavani. That genuinely isn't. But I think what Cavani, what Bernardo Silva did, he was making fun of. I know he was doing it as a joke, but what Cavani was doing is he's just saying thank you, mate. Technically, yeah. that's what he was doing. But Bernardo Silva was still insulting. It was, it was a Mindy. He was still Mindy. joking about it. So that was still slightly insulting, although it was done in a jokey way amongst friends. But mm. with Cavani, it was literally like, thanks, mate. That's what he meant by what he said. Mm. So I think it is quite different even to that. But I do expect him to get a ban. And I think it's his own stupidity if he gets one because he should. I don't know how in today's day and age, whether you're Uruguayan or whether you're English, how you don't, how you don't know you can't say those words. It's just beyond me. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Great stuff, gentlemen. Thank you very much. Um, use us, Zach. It's another, another fine, fine episode. We crammed a lot in there. We uh, ran slightly over usual than what we normally do. But yeah, thank you very much. Some great chats there once again. Hope to see you all again next week sometime. Thanks for tuning in. Hope to have Manic back next week. Thank you very much.